Okay, let's learn Matnas Chaim from Matasir Solomon. He writes something I think we're going to all be able to take something away from this evening. Hamasul Sharim in the eleventh chapter. It's interesting that he chose the eleventh chapter. That is the uh, the famous Vilna Gain. The Vilna Gain was very taken by the Sefer Mesos Sharm, and he said that if you would have read the Sefer when the Ramchal was still alive, Ramchal died, I think Bechayev, but uh, meaning they overlap. But I guess by the time he got the Sefer, he he was already Nifter. He said he would have walked to uh, Italy barefoot in order to learn by the Ramchal's feet. That's what the Vilna Gain says. Pretty big statement, you know, for, for any Rav to say, but let alone the greatest of Rabbanim, the Vilna Gain. And then he also said another thing that he hadn't seen. He studied the Sefer carefully in the first 11 chapters. He had never, he had not found a single extra word in the first 11 chapters. The Vilna Gain had a very sharp eye, the sharpest of eyes, and he said in his estimation there's not a single extra word that the Ramchal wrote in the first 11 chapters. Everybody wants to know what, what was that first extra word that he found, but, and whether it was in chapter 11 or 12, we don't know, but uh, there are theories as to what the Vilna Gain meant by that. Uh, Rav Shach has a theory, we're not going to go into that tonight, but... Uh, just keep that in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind. So in the 11th chapter of the Mesul Sisharim, it says, When Ramchal, who wrote his Sefer, based on the Sulam of Rapinchas Ben Yair, the Gemara Navai says that Rapinchas Ben Yair uh, made the Sulam that Tehra Mevi day. Zehiros and Zehiros Mevilidei Zerizos, Zerizos Mevilidei Nikios. I might get, be getting some of those a little bit wrong, but each of those sta- steps up until uh, Ruach HaKadosh, which is, I believe, the last rung, uh, and there's Chasidus in the middle, and there's uh, anyway, there's a lot of different steps in the ladder, but he basically built his whole Sefer on that Ladder that Sulam of Rapinchas Ben So in the on the rung of the Sulam called Nikios, he writes, and this is his lashon: Anfechil Hashem Gamkein Heim Rabim Ugedayim. There are many branches of Chil Hashem. Ki Harbeit Tzarech Haadam Liyeschas Al Kavay Kainai, because a person has to have Rachmanus on the on his Creator's honor. If we want to be a Naki, if we really want to be cleansed of any traces of Avera, which is what Nakias is about, we have to be very careful with the Chil Hashem. Because Chil Hashem, what does that word mean, by the way, Chil Hashem? We all know what the connotation is. It means that it, don't, uh, don't profane God's name. But the word Chilol really means, anyone know what Chilol means? A Chalol, a Chilol, uh, it means like to be vacuous, to be empty. Chalal, Chalal means like if there is a vacuum in something, it's empty. So 
Achilu Hashem means that you've created a vacuum of Hashem in the world. By acting inappropriately, when we act properly, that's creating a Kiddush Hashem, that's sanctifying Hashem's name. When we're acting inappropriately, when we make a, what we call a Chil Hashem, we act in a way that's not befitting Kveit Shamayim, so then there is a vacuum of Kedusha in the world. It's not just that it's neutral, but you've actually um, pulled out of this space that you were in the covet of Hashem. And that's a very, there's very few Averis that are greater or graver than Chil Hashem. And whether you do a B'Shegeg or Meza, that's also doesn't matter. Even if you do a B'Shegeg, it's also Chil Hashem. It don't, you don't have to like have in mind, I'm going to be Machal Hashem Shemayim, but even if it's done sort of B'Shegeg, that's also considered Chil Hashem. So what is an example that the Gemara and Yuma brings of Chil Hashem? I always think of Chil Hashem is when you're on a bus, when you're in sixth grade and you know, you're on a school bus going to, uh, on a class trip, the principal always got on the, tri- got on the bus and said, don't put your head out the window, don't scream because you're making a Chil Hashem. That's the classic, in my mind, what a Chil Hashem is. That's etched in my brain from childhood. But that's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, like myself, you want to know what my definition of Chil Hashem is? The Shakil na Bisra, I go to the butcher, I take home some uh, you know, pastrami, and I fail to give the butcher that day his payment. I'll say, you know, put it on my card, whatever, I'll give it to some other day, I'll be back some other day. For me, that's a chil- Now, for a regular person, not a chilashem, that's just the way that people roll. That's how people do it. They're just like, all right, well, I'll pay you next week. Yeah, fine, pay you next week. But if Rav comes into the store and says, I'm not paying you right now, I'm going to pay you later. For, on Rav's level, that's a chilashem. That's a chilashem. It's not because people around, the, the owner of the store, the workers in the store, the oh, rabbis, they, you know, they're always pushing things off. They're not, they're not so uh, honest, impeccably honest with their money, and they're shady a little bit, and they're pushing them off, or credit. That would be a chilashem. Rabbi Yechon Amar, not for me, you know what a chilashem would be? If I would go for Amis without learning Tyre, without thinking and learning, without talking and learning, or without wearing tefillin, the old days used to wear tefillin all day. Today we don't anymore because we can't keep our bodies clean. But uh, there are people, as we know, in Yerushalayim, or Chaim Pinchas Sheinberg, always uh, wore his tefillin. I once, he wore his tefillin all day. He felt he could obviously keep his body clean. I once gave him a lift. He was in Chaim Berlin for, uh, for some simcha. He was a pigeon Ben, and I drove him home to his apartment in Brooklyn from Yeshiva, and he was still wearing his tefillin. It was already after, it was after dark. So I asked him, like, if the Rashiva's wearing his tefillin, you know, you're not really supposed to be wearing And I was just asking, like, it's okay to wear your tefillin at Valayla? Like, we don't do that. So he says, that it's Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin, and it's not Rabbeinu Tam's man yet, so it's okay. That's what he said. That's what he told me. He says, Rabbeinu Tam Mashitasai, like Rabbeinu Tam, Rabbeinu Tam would, be, would allow me to wear tefillin this late. It's not his, it's not safe for him yet. It's not his man. So, anyway, that's what he told me. So, so for Rabbi Yechanan to be seen walking on the street without his tefillin or without talking, that for him would be chalashim. For us, 
we don't wear tefillin a whole day, right? And we don't always talk in learning when we're, when we're walking around the street. We don't always think in learning. But for us, it might not be for a b'yechan, and it's a chal Hashem. Everybody has to have a fair estimation of who they are, not just thinking in your own mind who you are, but what do people think of you? If people, if you have a position, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, a prominent position, you might be, it doesn't have to be that you have an official rabbinic position. It might be that in your community, people look at you like a bentaira, and uh, and you're acting in a way that's inappropriate, or maybe you're dressed in a way that you know you're wearing. I don't know. You're walking around in uh, you know in, a, in in shorts and a t-shirt, and people look at you like, wait a minute, you're the bentaira. You're guys sitting and learning all day. What are you doing? For you, that might be a chalashem. For somebody else, it might be if they're not wearing uh, you know a white shirt, a, a black suit, and a, and a tie. Or they're not wearing a hat, or they're not wearing a, you know, whatever, whatever on their madrega, whatever you see people doing that, not in your own, you might not think of yourself as somebody extra special, but forget about that a second. What do people that look at you think of you? What do you think that people look at you or people look at me and they expect if I would walk around the streets and, you know, even if I felt like it was fine to wear a, you know, I don't know, to wear a a sweatshirt walking around the street. But it's not fine because people are looking at me and they think that I'm a rabbi and whatever. And so for me, it's that would maybe be a chil Hashem. But, you know, everybody has to know what. They're not only what they consider themselves, because we might all consider ourselves like nothing, but what do people that look at us, how are they going to view it? I just saw yesterday in a, in a, in a, in a biography of uh, Ramesha Aaron Stern. He was, I think that's his name. Uh, he is, uh, anyway, he is uh, one of the G'daylam in Yerushalayim, is the Mashkiach in Kamenetz. Is it Mesha Aaron or Aaron Mesha? I'm not sure. But... Um, he was very close to all the G'dayli Yushalayim. And one time, and he was very Pashtun mentioned, he, you know, he was very simple, he didn't look at himself as anything fancy. And one time, he was walking in the streets of Yushalayim, he was like in a rush or something, and he wasn't wearing uh, his, his frock, he wasn't wearing a hat, he wasn't wearing a... So he was just like, he had to do some last-minute errands before Shabbos, and he bumps into Rav Shlomo Zalman Ayurbach. And Rav Shlomo Zalman was very close to him, and he says... Um, you know, Rav Stern, Sharon says, um, he says, I'm the last person in the world to stand on formality. We know Rav Shlomo was the most anivistic a person. Like, there, if you want to see something interesting, there's online a video when Rav Shlomo came into some asifa and, uh, and, you know, the whole place got up and that was, uh, you know, fine. And then he sat down on the dais. He came in late, and he sat down on the dais, and and they made an announcement. Somebody at the microphone was saying, like, you know, nichnas lo ulam, you know, moron hagoyin peisig ador v'adora, you know, abshleim zaman ayrbach shalit. And you see on the camera pans in abshleim zaman's face, and you see like the physical discomfort, like the disgust almost of hearing like the words of shevach, like the the honorifics that they were lavishing on him. He like, it was like Gehenim for him. Like you see Mamash, like he's cringing. Like most people would be, okay, keep it, you know, keep it going. What else? That's it. But uh, bring it on, you know, but he was like cringing. He was literally, you have to look at it online. 
or maybe Shulman, like whatever. So, um, but that was, so Shulman Zaman said to Rav Stern, he said, he says, I'm the last person to stand on formalities, I'm not into the shtick at all, but it, it doesn't pass for somebody, it's not appropriate for somebody like yourself, a Tamachacham, to run around the streets without wearing a frock or without wearing a hat. It just doesn't look right. It does, doesn't look right. And so he was Makabal that Musser, and he never did it again. But it just, that's a good example of, a, you know, for, for to see, you know, a Rashiva, a Mashkiach, you know, that, that's running around you know, with a, without a shirt, without a, without, a, without a jacket, without a hat, without, you know, for him, that's, uh, that is uh, a very, uh, very uh, inappropriate, and that might be constituting a Chil Hashem on his level. So a person has to know these things. Because relative or based on how chashiv you are, how wise you are, how, how smart you are, how accomplished you are in learning, that's how a person has to be more careful with his Havaida and his, his being medaktagan. If you're not doing that, then it's very likely that you're creating a chil Hashem, you're creating a vacuum of Hashem's name in the world. Because people say, wait, this is a guy that learns Tyra all day. Shouldn't he be acting in a, in a way that's more appropriate? What type of thing is it? His mida should get better. No, if he's learning all day, there's an assumption that you're not just working on your intellectual uh, prowess, you're also fixing your midas. Your midas are supposed to be improving. So if you're not acting in an appropriate manner, so it's undermining your limit, it's saying to the world that Tyra is not doing its job, that it's, uh, uh, you know, that you could actually be a, a tamachachim and also at the same time be uh, a person that's not acting with honesty, with integrity, with, with proper midas, and that's tarnishing not just your name, not just the Torah, but Hashem's name. He gave us the Torah, he commanded us to engage in it, in order to reach our personal completion. If we're not reaching our completion, then that is show, that, that's a very big stain on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reputation. What kind of person? So, like with Gayim also, Gayim, like sometimes we think we can act with Gayim in a way that's, uh, that's inappropriate. And, uh, you know, and I was in a, I was, I went away on a vacation uh, a couple weeks ago with my wife, and I was in a restaurant, and uh, there, we had a waiter, and I was like, you know, I was kibitzing with him, we were having a good time together. And then at the table next to me was like a Hasidish guy, and he says to me, uh, you know, Rabbi Bamberger? I said, yeah. He said, uh, he said, you know, I listen to you all the time on Torah anytime, every single shear. He's probably going to listen now. Every single shear, I love it. And I said, oh my gosh, did you just hear me kibitzing with the, with the waiter? Like, and he's, you know, no, that's what I was thinking. But like, you know, that's, you never know. Like, you think you're out, you're away from everybody, you're away from the world, and you could act you know, any way that you want. And I, I wasn't acting, you know, grossly inappropriate. I just was acting like a regular person. I wasn't acting like a mashkiach. And uh, not, again, like, it was, it was just regular. It wasn't like it was neutral. 
but you know, but but still, I felt like wow, you know, like you have to really be careful because people, wherever you are, sort of know who you are. It's a small world today. It's everybody. You know, you always have to be careful because people recognize you. And again, even if they don't recognize you, but you look somewhat rabbinic, you have to act somewhat rabbinic. You have to act in a way, or if you don't have to be a senior rabbinic figure, you're also, in the eyes of your community, in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of each other, you're also, as B'nai Taira, you also have a certain standard that you have to uh, meet, and if you don't, this is what the Ramchal is saying, that you have to be very careful, because you might, unbeknownst to you, be making a chalashem. You didn't think that people look at you that way, but they do. But they do. Like what? to view, like let's say this person was looking at you and saying like, oh, like, I don't know, is, is the Mashkiach acting correctly or... No, like, is, like, is it, is it... You is mean, it like, should they be judging other people? I mean, is it like judging and it's not good or is it appropriate to say like, because of Ventura... It might be appropriate. Maybe they're they're the, they're the right. They're doing the right thing. They 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 can have an expectation of, you know, of people that they're teichikabara that they're acting in a way that's appropriate. And again, like I wasn't. I really. I don't think I was acting inappropriate. Don't please don't mistake it. But I just. I, I wasn't acting like you know. I was away. I was like acting. Just I was chilled. I was just like you know schmoozing. And it wasn't like a terrible thing. But I was. Uh, it was just funny. And he didn't. I don't even think he noticed. I, I noticed. He wasn't judging me. He was just like he was just like happy to to be sitting next to me. But like I, I didn't, you know, I didn't. Uh, it's just it was a Muslim haskel. Like you always have to be, you know, on guard because you know even if he wasn't there, what 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 if I, this is how I'm supposed to be acting and and now I'm acting like this and that difference is a vacuum in kvayt mm-hmm. shemayim. Like for us though, let's say we see a bentor like not doing something. Right. Is it appropriate that we look at him and say, right? You should be Malam you should, you should judge him favorably. You know, you should always be judging people, everyone favorably. But, you know, it might not be us. It might be your next-door neighbor. It might be somebody, you know, in the shul. It might, you know, there's always people that are always looking befrat for B'nai Taira to, like, say, aha, uh-huh. see, he's not so good. Because they don't want... They don't, not everybody loves like B'nai Tyra being so perfect. They're waiting to see you slip up so that they could say, hi, you see, that's, that's what Tyra, that's why I don't want to send my kid to Yeshiva because, you know, I see it's not, they're all fakers, something like that. You know, that's how it's very common for people to do that. So, and you don't know, you have no idea. When you act in a way that's appropriate and you're acting always perfect, so then people are noticing that and that might be the difference between them sending their kid to a Yeshiva like you or not. There's um, like a, somebody like a, a little bit older than me who's today a very big Rosh Hashiva. I remember he once said, I don't know, I don't remember under what circumstance he said it, but like that his father only sent him to the yeshiva that he's today Rosh Hashiva in um, because there was another boy that davened in their shul and he always da- came to shul and he davened with such kavana that the father wasn't going to send this boy to that yeshiva. He's going to send some, whatever, regular local yeshiva. He says, I want my son to be like that. And because of that other boy, who's not a Rosh Shiva today, he's just, he's a nice guy, but he's not a, but because of that, there was a domino reaction and, and that's what caused, so you don't know, like a lot of, this is like the flip side, it could be a chalashem, but it also, when you're Makadish Hashem, you have no idea how much, even if you're not actively doing kirov and you're not 
talking to parents and recruiting for yeshiva, but your actions are much more are much louder than than words. If you act appropriately, people will want to send their kids to yeshiva. People will want to marry a ben taira. People will want to you know give tzedakah to the yeshiva, support the yeshiva, stand stand up for the. The values of you today, it's again like there, you know, we had a couple of months of Shalom since Simchas Torah, and now again there's like, you know, about the, you know, drafting B'nai Torah into the army again, like the Yetzirah got in and he's starting to create tension again between the Chilonim and the, and the Charedim. And, you know, so these Hashkafas are very Nagel, like, okay, Taka, why shouldn't serve in the army, and that's like now you have to prove that. So if they see what a ben Tyra is, then they start, then maybe they'll be a little quiet. But if not, they'll say, "Yeah, I, I see the local ben Tyra. They're not like learning the whole day, and they're not they're not they're talking and davening, and they're coming late, and they're leaving early, and they're schmoozing." So you know, maybe they should talk about it. So everything has a has a ripple effect and has very real uh, applications to life that we don't even realize. We think that. I'm just a nobody, and no one's looking at me. Nobody, you'd be very surprised. Rav Aaron Kotler used to say that a ben Taira, there's no neutrality, there's no middle ground for a ben Taira. Meaning, if you go into a restaurant, and I'm talking to every single person in this room, including myself, of course, you go into a restaurant, so maybe like a regular uh, balabayas, um, if he's sitting and he's, uh, let's say, talking very loudly, or is a little shikker, and he's screaming, or whatever, and, you know, so that, maybe it's not a kiddush Hashem, it's not a chil Hashem, it's just, it's, it's, it's sort of neutral. Yeah, he's acting like a normal person in a restaurant, it's not like, but a ben if a ben is acting like that, it's not, it's no, there's no neutral. It's either you're either making an active kiddush Hashem, or you're making immediately a chil Hashem, it hinges on a centimeter, there's no... There's no in the. I'm just acting normal. I'm chilling. I'm da-da-da. no. If you're you're either acting appropriately or you're acting grossly inappropriately, and people look at you and people judge you, and they're they're waiting to see which way you're going. So let's see what Matisio Solomon says on the heels of this, Misos um, Sharm that we learned together, which is I think very instructive. This responsibility that we just learned about in the Ramchal places a very, very heavy burden on every Ben Taira at every given moment, at every hour. If you're not acting appropriately in the eyes of people, as they are expecting you to. And you're not sensitive to people. You're not caring about the, uh, the, the health, the, whole be- the, the well-being of others. You're walking around the street like a wild guy, like just like, you know, just doing shtick and, and being loud and screaming and acting like without any oil, and you're doing like dvarm shal hevel, like very trivial types of things. You are single handedly torpedoing the kavadatayra, and you're lowering the honor. Of Hashem, of your Creator. That's the that's the weighty 
uh, burden that we have on us. It's not easy being a, a, a Ben Tyre. It's not easy being a, a Yeshiva Bacher and, or, a, or a Rav or anybody that has any affiliation with Tyra because people are looking at you and they're studying you and they're learning from you and they want to see how are you davening, how are you learning, what are you doing during... Uh, Ramesha Feinstein used to say before his, uh, before his yeshiva went away for Ben Azmanim that I'm not accusing anyone, he said, of acting in a way that's going to be a bad reflection on the yeshiva and on me and on the, you know, I'm not accusing it. You know, there's a chashav, everyone's chashva b'nei tayri here. But I'll tell you what I'm worried about. When you do go home, and it took Ramesh's sensitivity to, you know, to understand this, that you're going to go home to your local shul. And during Mincha and Mayrev, between during that break on, on a weeknight or Chalmaid, between Mincha and Mayrev, very often, some shuls just go straight from Mincha to Mayrev, but a lot of shuls go and they, um, and they have like a, you know, 10 minutes of uh, the Rav gets up and he, uh, he learns Kitzvah Shechan Aruch, right? Or something, is, is that what you have in your shul? I mean, some, they learn something, right? So, and you're not going to be interested in learning Kitzvah Shechan You're already, uh, you know, Shlegel Paisig yourself. So you're going to be taking out your fancy svarim, you're going to start with Chazar and Gemara, and you're going to do, uh, you know, Mishnabura, and you're going to learn up, so you're going to be Maver Sedra, and you're going to, like, be in your own little world. And you think, well, I'm, that's the from thing to do, right? I'm learning. It's, uh, I just don't have to listen to Kitzvah Shavonara. Come on. So he says, but what are, that's very nice, but what are the Balabatim in that shul? What's their takeaway? They're going to see that this is a bacher, he was away for a whole zman, you know, haven't seen him since uh, Shabbos Hanukkah, now it's Erev Pesach, and uh, he comes back home, and he, uh, he's a chashavah, and he goes to Ramesh finds in the yeshiva, MTJ, and, and he's not listening to the Rav. He's not listening to the Rav, he's learning his own thing. Obviously, he's not machshav the Rav. Obviously, he thinks that our Rav is like a, a small fries to him, and that's why he doesn't even pay attention to him. He says, that would be a chalashem. That would be a chalashem. You have to be able, you sit at the edge of your seat and you listen to every word that this Rav is saying in Kiddush Aruch. That's what I want from you. That's, I want, that's the Kiddush Hashem versus chalashem that I'm worried about. I'm not worried they, they're going to run in the street and start, you know, keying up cars. Like, that's not, nobody's, nobody's chayshed, a regular ben to do such a thing. But these are like the dachistic, sensitive types of, Things that we don't even realize are, are bad. We don't even realize what's wrong with it. I'm learning, right? I'm learning. I'm, I'm not doing crazy stuff. I'm learning. Yeah, and you think you're from learning, and you think like that, you know, that everyone's like looking at you learning, but in, in truth, they're not looking at you learning. They're looking now badly at their rub. I think the rub is like not, not up to par, because if he was, then you, you put your Gemara away and you listen like everybody else. So that is something that we always have to try as hard as we can, and it's hard sometimes, it's very hard sometimes to do these types of things, but to be sensitive, and on the other hand, if a person walks in the street of Mishnah, this is the flip side, he is acting properly, he's walking you know, proudly, and he's uh, wearing the begadim that he's supposed to be wearing, and he's, he's, he's acting 
you know, with respect, and he's uh, he's saying good morning to people, and he's holding open the the door to the post office as he's coming in, and he doesn't let it slam in, in front of the you know in back of him, and you know, and the eighty year old guy that has to never like start pulling the door open by himself because you couldn't wait for three seconds to hold it open for him. If you're doing everything good and properly. You're Isaac in Tyra, and you're walking like a mensch, nicely, sweetly, sensitively. What you're doing is you are being Makadish Hashem's name, you're sanctifying Hashem's name in His world. And this is somebody that is being Makdish His name. This is something that is a, a wonderful opportunity. So every time we are doing anything, whether it's in yeshiva, whether it's on the street, whether it's when we go home, whether it's in front of our family, whatever we do, we have opportunities to make great Kiddush Hashem, which is one of the biggest mitzvahs in the Torah, and then there's also the opportunity, the terrible opportunity, to mechal Hashem Shemaim, and we don't even realize that we're doing it. Baruch Hashem, we came to the Vat tonight, we learned this together, we learned the Ramchal, and we learned Matzah Solomon's Haisafat the Ramchal, and so now we know that people are looking at us, and even if no one's looking at us, we should think about as if people are looking at us, and Hashem is definitely looking at us, and we have to figure out the standard that we are, that we are, we are setting for ourselves. Um... It's it's a tough call, you know, because there are, we could we could spend the whole night thinking of examples of maybe things that we should not be doing so much, um, and what we should be be doing more of, and where we should be going, where maybe we shouldn't be going, and uh, these are you know things that we have to think about uh, and we have to understand. But the the biggest takeaway is that we're B'nai Tyra. And as B'nai Taira, in the words of Ramatisio Solomon, we have a, a masa kavid. It's a very heavy cargo that's sitting on our and our and our shoulders. There's a beautiful letter I just thought of from uh, from the Ali Shur from Shlem of Albi, and he writes to a boy, a Talmud of his that left yeshiva. He went to London, and uh, I wish I had brought it in, but the letter roughly says that when you're walking the streets of London, or you're on the tube, he says, like that's the subway system in London, the famous London Underground, um, he says you should always think of it as if you are carrying an expensive crystal vase in your hand. And, and it's always like about to drop. Because he brings a chazal that Divrei Taira is is kasha leknaisai kiklizav. It's like it's very hard to acquire Tyra, to understand Shir, to understand the Gemara, to chaz the Gemara. It's a lot of work. It's a lot to acquire Tyra. The nayach laabda, and it's very easy to lose it, kiklizchuchis, like a, like a glass vase, like a glass utensil. It's very easy. You just drop it first, it shatters. That's how Tyra is. Tyra is very hard to get, but very easy to lose. And so he says, when, you, when you're walking, just remember like, what you're looking at, how you're appearing to other people. Don't act like, a, you know, like somebody beneath yourself because you're, you always are on the brink of dropping the vase of Tyra. 
And that's, I think, you know, we should always view ourselves. We look at ourselves sometimes, and I'm just regular. I'm a regular guy. Nobody's looking at me. I'm not a Rashiva. I'm not a Rebbe. I'm not a, I'm just a regular guy. Leave me alone. I'm not, you know, it's not, uh, but I remember once there was a basketball player that got in, embroiled in a very big scandal. I'm not going to mention his name. But, uh, and he said, you know, so I think a reporter asked him, so what, are, what, what are you saying to all the children that like look up to you, they admire you, they watch you, they follow you, they have picture, posters of you in their room? So he said, I never asked to be a role model. So I'm, uh, you know, he like patted himself, I'm, 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 I didn't want to be a role model. Whether that's a taina or not, maybe it is. I mean, who, Mechites, he didn't, he just, he's a basketball player. But when it comes to us, like, that's not, a, that's not an acceptable answer. I didn't, I didn't want to be a role model. That, that's nice for you, but you are a role model. People do look at you. People look up to you. People think of you as you're a person that's sitting alone. You went there, Israel a year or two or three, and you, know, you came back, you're learning, you're in yeshiva. They look at you like, wow, you're a rabbi. You know, they don't look at you as like in, the way you look at yourself. Look at you as chashev. And, if you're, and, and therefore, if you mess up, then you're going to shatter that image that they have of what a bentire is, and that could that immediately creates a chalashem, and then the reverberations of that are very profound. Like we said before, it really could change a person's image and perspective of taira and, and bnei taira, and and that's a chalashem. So this is something that we have to think about, and uh, and shreinu that we are. It's a good thing to be a bentire. You shouldn't walk out, man. I wish I wasn't a bentire. That's not the takeaway. That we are Bnei Taira, but now that we're Bnei Taira, we have to step up our game. We have to we have to play the part of Bnei Taira, and we have to do things that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, would be proud of us doing, and and try to avoid things that would be uh, things that would be a poor reflection on the Taira and the Rebbeinu Shalom.